With over 30 years of experience as a senior global leader in the pharmaceutical industry, our next guest is transforming standard of care therapies with proprietary transdermal technology to improve the quality of treatment for patients living with cancer and to give them the opportunity for a healthier future. Pedro Lichtinger, CEO of Startin Therapeutics, joins us to discuss how his team is developing their approach and technology to provide people with cancer the reality for a longer, high-quality life by unlocking the full potential of approved drugs. Join us to learn how Pedro and his team are setting a new standard in oncology treatment development that is poised to move this field of healthcare innovation forward. Let's go. Welcome to Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli, where we highlight and speak with the innovators, the game changers, and the pioneers who are deeply passionate and relentless in solving the problems our world is facing today. This is your opportunity to connect with and learn from these leaders and to support them on their mission. Perhaps they will soon be hearing your story as well. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you on this journey with us. Pedro, welcome to our podcast. I'm so excited to have you on today. Oh, it's wonderful to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, given your passion and important work to have a positive impact on the lives of cancer patients by developing products that build on current treatment paradigms safely and effectively, can't wait for our conversation today. But before we dive in, a bit of housekeeping. While listening to any of our episodes, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast so you will automatically receive episode updates in your podcast player. Simply search Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Lastly, please visit the bottom of the episode notes to connect with me on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Clubhouse in order to further the conversations occurring on this podcast. All right, Pedro, it's almost time for our community to learn how Startin Therapeutics is transforming standard of care therapies with proprietary transdermal technology so people with cancer can receive continuous treatment to live better longer. But first, What's that one piece of advice that you would give to others who are passionate about reimagining the health of our world? First, clarity of vision, dream. Secondly, determination and perseverance. And then build around you the people with the right skills and the quality to overcome the many challenges and problems that you will unlikely face. Pedro, I knew we were going to be fast friends because you hit on something that I'm incredibly passionate about. It's really that one word you said, perseverance, right? You've been at it now for multiple decades. You've been a seasoned leader, seasoned veteran. You've done it time and again. You haven't done just one company, you've done multiple. And I think we can agree here, Pedro, that failure is inevitable. It's part of being successful, right? There are gonna be times when you get knocked down. There are gonna be times that are gonna be tough, but it's the people that persevere, that get you know, pull themselves back up off the mat, keep going, persevering, and keep working through those challenges that lead to ultimate success. Would you not agree with that, my friend? Absolutely. That is exactly the key. You've got to keep at it and make it happen. Things don't happen by themselves. Well, and I also love what you mentioned, clarity of vision, right? It's so important to make sure that you have a clear, succinct vision of where you want to go. Now, of course, that can change during the course of where you're heading, but having a clear, succinct vision is also important. Has that been a big guidepost for you as well? Absolutely. Without a vision, you have no purpose. When you have a vision and it's clear, it allows you to attract people, capital, 
everything that you need to succeed. I love it. Well, I know we're going to have a great time on this podcast today, and I cannot wait to dive into your incredibly important work and mission at Starting Therapeutics after we get back from thinking our community champion sponsor. Located in Denver, Colorado's nationally ranked River North District, Catalyst is a healthcare innovation campus that brings together stakeholders from across the industry to accelerate innovation and drive real, lasting change our nation desperately needs. From established organizations to startups, from accelerators to advocacy organizations, and from medical schools to global companies, everyone at Catalyst works side by side to create, develop, refine, and bring to market cutting-edge innovations that will fundamentally transform healthcare as we know it. With industry leaders like Medical Group Management Association, Olive, Medical Solutions, UC Health, Cirrus MD, and many others calling Catalyst home, along with innovative pioneers visiting from across the nation, Catalyst continually fosters their foundational belief that collaboration and partnerships will move the healthcare industry forward. To virtually tour Catalyst and claim your space on campus, or host an upcoming event, visit CatalystHealthTech.com or visit the top of the episode notes and click on their link. All right, we are back with Pedro Lichtinger, CEO of Startin' Therapeutics. Pedro, thank you so much for being with us today. Really, really appreciate you coming together here on this podcast to share all the wonderful work happening at Startin' Therapeutics, a lot to cover. And of course, this is not your first rodeo. You have been at it for a number of years, starting now a little bit over four years old, but you are an industry executive. You've have over 30 years of experience in the pharmaceutical industry, incredible wealth and knowledge. I can't wait to hear more about that. So I want to definitely hear about the founder's journey of how Startin' Therapeutics came to be. Of course, what you guys are working on today, how are things going in your camp, and then where you see things heading, not only for your organization, but for the industry at large, as we all continue to dedicate ourselves to reimagine the health of our community members across this nation and beyond. And then, of course, we want to figure out how we can be helping you. But for now, Pedro, give us a little bit of that journey. How did Startin Therapeutics come to be in the first place? Well, I have had the privilege, as you mentioned, to have worked at Pfizer, where I spent most of my career and got to very significant roles of responsibility, including president of Europe and president of global primary care. I have managed successfully two biotechnology companies. And, uh, you know, one day I met with a scientist who had a technology that uh, delivers medicines continuously. Um, it really intrigued me how it does it and what it can do to that medicine. Basically, we eliminate the upfront high amount of drug you need so that it's sustained for a period of time. And the period of time at the end of every day where there is no drug. And what that does is it lowers side effects and it improves efficacy, not allowing cancer cells to recover and potentially create resistance. And we'll get into that in just a moment, Pedro. I'm always excited. Like, how do these things come to be? You mentioned you met a scientist. How long ago was that? Was it over a cup of coffee? Like, how did you and a scientist come together? Was it his own ideas? Was it his own research? Take us back to those moments when you first met this scientist and how that came to be. Well, it's a scientist that has spent his time at an academic center over 30 years and ran the transdermal delivery academic center of that group. And then he retired and he was telling me how he thought what needed to happen with this technology is move it from the concept that is used for convenience and compliance, although it does give you convenience and compliance, to actually the transformation of a given medicine into a more effective and, of course, more tolerable drug. 
And uh, he gave me examples of ideas he had. And that's how, you know, I got intrigued, talked to many other scientists and came up with the vision that we would use the technology to actually make patient lives in cancer longer and live better. Wow, that is exciting. And so that was a number of years ago. And here it is again, a little over four years old. Let's hear the elevator pitch. I know that you were recently on a TV show as well, talking about starting therapeutics where people can see that on your website. But for now on our podcast, Pedro, give us the elevator pitch. What is Starting Therapeutics? Well, as I said, it is taking a highly successful medicine. Our first target is a medicine that is the third largest in the world. It is called Revlimid. It is the standard of care in multiple myeloma and several other blood cancers. And if we think, actually beyond thinking, we know we're going to make it better. We have shown in preclinical studies that it showed unprecedented efficacy and unprecedented side effect profile. Now we got to take it to humans and show the same thing that we were able to show preclinically. A question there. So you mentioned these are some of the leading therapeutics for this area. How do you make something that's already leading even better? So what are you guys doing? Like, give us a little bit of the tactics of how you guys are making that better. I also heard earlier, you mentioned that you guys are doing some transdermal work. Maybe you can share a little bit for the layperson what that means as well. But how are you making it better? Well, it's simple. It's by understanding what this medicine does. At the latest uh, ASCO meeting, Bristol, who owns this drug, actually reported on a study they did on the segment of a multiple myeloma where you have the disease, but you have no clinical signs. And they show that when you use the drug orally, you double the time to clinical signs, which is incredibly positive. There is no product available that does this. But 40% of the patients withdrew from the study because they couldn't tolerate the drug. And this is where we come in. We would expect to have an even better efficacy, and we will have no or very limited tolerability. What we do is we understand where is the success, and eventually we'll get to have studies. But our first priority is to go where this drug has not been able to go into because of the profile that it has as an oral product, and where we believe, based on preclinical studies, that we have the ability to expand the use in those segments and benefit thousands and thousands of patients that are precluded from getting the benefit of the drug today. And in regards to where you are today, you mentioned got to go into those human trials for people that don't work in the industry. What does all that look like? How long does this kind of this takes? How long do these getting into trials, making sure that you can get to show the efficacy and then get it into the market? How long does all that take? Well, because we are working on proven medicines and also building on published peer-reviewed indications of efficacy. So, for example, our first target is in CLL, which is the second largest blood cancer. And this drug attempted to go into it. And in a phase three clinical program, it basically failed because two patients died because of infections. Again, the patient could not tolerate the drug, even though it was highly effective at the right doses. So we're going to be in those patients. We're starting the study at the end of this year, and we believe that within 18 months, when we complete a phase 1-2 study, we will be able to apply for breakthrough designation, which is a path both available in the United States and in Europe, 
that uh, allows you to make the drug available to patients while you continue to do the development. So we could be in the market in 23, 24, and actually bring our vision to reality. And in regards to, you mentioned that this could really expand maybe even beyond some of the things you're thinking about now, talking about vision earlier, right, Pedro? Do you see this going beyond the cancer patient as well, this type of technology? Well, the technology has applications in many potential therapeutic areas. As a startup, we are focused on oncology. I do not believe that a startup can excel you know, in CNS diseases or in a migraine or antibacterial therapy. All of those could use this and benefit from this technology, but we're focused on oncology. And the, and the reason is simple. The majority of medicine in oncology suffer from major side effects, and their dose was never truly optimized because the limit is what the patient can tolerate. The dose is established by not killing the patient, but killing the cancer cells. We want to change that equation so that we can get to a different level of efficacy while at the same time, an acceptable level of side effects. You mentioned something I was going to ask, and you kind of teed me up about it. You're speaking about doses and in regards to your technology to help with those dose-related side effects. Can you, for a lay person, someone like myself, what are dose-related side effects? I mean, what do you typically see? What manifests from that? Well, in the case of this particular drug, first, it's been prevented from entering many areas, but where it's used, which is in multiple myeloma, up to 30% of the patients don't tolerate the drug at all. That is because of GI side effects and other, other side effects. And then over the course of the use of the drug, they run into myelosuppression, meaning their white cells are not enough to combat uh, potential infections. So eventually, they all drop in the dose. 80% of patients that use this drug, dose reduce during the time of use. And what that every time you reduce the dose, uh, you are actually cutting your life. So eventually, what we will offer is expansion. But then eventually, we want to replace this drug in key segments where we can avoid these dose reductions and make it available to the patients that they cannot tolerate. And let's also talk dollars and cents, Pedro, right? Obviously, you've been in this industry a long time. You know as well as I do that we cannot keep going the route that we have been in healthcare in regards to expenditures, especially here in the United States. It is just not sustainable, and we need to start thinking about bending the cost curve. Can you share a bit, Pedro, what does this mean in regards to your technology coming to the market to help reduce costs, to help us start bending the cost curve? Do you see some opportunity there? Well, the answer to your question is very challenging. And the reason why I say it's very challenging is the longer that you extend life, the longer you use products. So when you use them more, it will cost more, but you have patients living longer. That component we cannot address. Basically, we would love for this drug to be used for many years, And it will cost more because it's many years. What we can address is I believe the pricing strategy of this product can make it more accessible than the current cost of treating these diseases. That's a great point. It's something that we also need to keep in mind at all times because it's spot on right there, Pedro. And then also, where do you see things? You know, let's talk a little future state. The world has changed quite a bit, especially since the pandemic, right? This past 16, 18 months has just been a challenging one, but we have seen a lot of innovation come to the marketplace, whether it be telehealth, whether it be obviously 
the use of vaccines to help combat COVID-19. So a lot of things have changed. Things are going to continue to change. The rate of change is accelerating. Pedro, where do you see not only where your technology is heading at Starting Therapeutics, but also where do you see the industry heading as well? From your vantage point, look into that crystal ball for us. Where do you see things heading? Well, in oncology, you know, many people talk about cures. And my own view is we are a long way from a cure of cancer. The next 20 years, I sincerely doubt that we will see cures in a broad sense. But what I think we will see, and we will make a contribution to it, is that we will be transforming the treatment of a cancer to the treatment of a chronic disease. If you look at, for example, AIDS, years ago, it was a terminal disease. Today, you can live 10, 20 years. You have no signs, no detectable disease. You take your medicines every day and they're under control. And of course, in that case, there is no more the same level of infection because you have stopped the virus from basically going from one person to the other. That we will not do. But I do believe we can significantly extend life and actually improve the quality of life because that the other issue in cancer is even when you leave and you get a couple of years, you still want them, but your life is miserable. You want to throw up all the time. You have muscle pains. You have no energy. You just feel terrible. And I think the newer technologies are going to bring us longer lives. And they're also going to bring us almost approaching a normal quality of life, which I think is as important. The last thing you want is to live longer, but miserably. We want to live longer, better lives. And do you see that? But here's also a challenge too, Pedro, and love your thought because you also have spent time around the world and other markets. I really am intrigued by your idea of looking at it through the lens of chronic disease management, right? That's a very fascinating topic. But can we do that on a global level potentially, right? Because the cost of this, going back to cost, right? Can third world countries, can countries that are not as fortunate as like the United States, could they afford that future state one day that you're describing? where it can turn into a management of a chronic disease. Is that possible on a global level from your perspective? Well, it's getting globalized by market forces. I believe strongly in market forces. And if you look today, this particular product that we're focused on has a cost, a yearly cost of $190,000 if you use it for the full year. It has a cost in the United Kingdom of $60,000 and it costs in China $10,000. And this is, we're, we're talking about it. Obviously, something is wrong in the United States, and I think it's very visible. So I agree with you. But beyond that, it is already getting globalized. If you want to sell in China, you're going to have a lower price. If you want to sell in Europe, you have to be cost effective. There are different mechanisms that force you to show that you are a cost effective. And in the United States, that's not the case. And I have to say, we all start more or less at the same place. But in the U.S., there have been historical price increases that have significantly distorted prices. It's great feedback. Yeah. Call a spade a spade, right? Those are the realities and that's where we're at. But also, though, Pedro, would it be true that while it may be $190,000 here in the United States, there are folks that can afford that and there are you know mechanisms to afford that, but there might be other countries that can't afford that lower price point that you just previously described. Would that be true as well? Yes. But the other thing that makes this more complex is the $190,000 or big chunks of it are taken. First, Medicare gets a mandated discount 
Medicaid gets a further discount. When you get to Medicaid prices, you're now approaching prices of many of the European markets. And in addition, uh, the payer industry in this country basically takes big, big chunks of the profit and of the price. So it's quite complex. Everyone is benefiting. All of the stakeholders have found ways, whether it's hospitals, whether it's payers, and of course, the pharma industry, the pharma industry is seen as guilty, but I don't believe they are fully guilty. It is the collective contribution of all of these stakeholders that are pursuing profit and are basically creating new ways of taking more every time. It is the truth. That is for sure. So as a bigger conversation that I would love to continue to have, because this is stuff that we need to be thinking about critically not just here, but across the world. So thank you for sharing that perspective as well, Pedro. But of course, we also want to be able to help you and your team out. We have some amazing thought leaders, some industry leaders that tune into this podcast weekly. So I would love to ask, how can our community be helping you? What is one problem, need, or question that you have that we can be helping you with? Well, the most important challenge that we face is, of course, raising capital. We are in the midst of raising $20 million and we need them to conduct the more expensive clinical trials that we are about to enter by sharing with as many people as you can, and hopefully people will come and want to invest. It is important to know that where we are at this particular stage, when you are about to get to actual human data, this is the biggest inflection in the history of products in terms of value. Because in the next few months, as I said before, this drug sells over $12 billion. It sells six and a half in multiple myeloma alone in the United States. It is a very large market. And uh, we think uh, CLL, where it doesn't compete, that uh, we can get to a significant market penetration. Basically, it's an opportunity for investors to join our journey and benefit from these major milestones that are coming in the next 12, 18 months. Very exciting. Well, of course, in order for our community to get a hold of you and be able to be a part of that vision and journey, where can we find you online, Pedro? Any websites, social media handles or otherwise? It's very simple. If you go to startontx.com, you are on our website and there you can invest, you can see everything we're doing because obviously we have a broad portfolio that you can see and the advances we're making. Easy enough. Yeah. We will also include that website in the episode notes. So simply scroll down in your favorite podcast player to click on through. We'll also have this over on our free global online community at passionatepioneers.com where you can also leave feedback, comments, questions, or otherwise for Pedro and his team. So, well, thank you for that, Pedro. We'll certainly list the website so people can get a hold of you over there. It's actually a great website. Wait till you log on to the main page. A phenomenal video from Pedro being on a recent TV show. Kudos on that, Pedro. We'll also have to have you back to talk about what's it like doing a TV show. That was really, really cool. But for now, we're winding it down. I have one more segment for you. It's a fill in the blank, and then we'll say our goodbyes after that. But fill in the blank is, I'm a passionate pioneer because? Because from a very young age, my father taught me make a difference. And I believe I can make the difference by leveraging all of these years of experiences and opportunities I have had and by changing and improving the lives of patients. I love it. I love it. Pedro, thank you so much for sharing that and closing us out today. And of course, thank you for taking the time again for being with us today. It was such a pleasure and an honor to hear your journey, hear your advice for others, 
that are aspiring to make that difference. So thank you for sharing that. But of course, thank you for sharing everything happening in the Start and Therapeutics world. We're rooting you on, big fans. But for now, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for joining us today on Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. We'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast so we can continue to improve this community and to further support the pioneers being featured. Lastly, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and invite your friends and colleagues to join us. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you back with us during our next episode.